1: Just a bit outside. Here's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos. It will be a
0: home run. Oh, Oh my my God. God. Deep to right field.
1: Way up there.
0: Oh, my. And look who's coming up. You talk about a roll of the dice. This is it.
2: Here's the payoff pitch. Hello and welcome to Payoff Pitch Action Network's MLB betting podcast presented by BetMGM. Brendan Glashina, our normal host, not here today. This is a special edition of Payoff Pitch for opening day. I'm joined today by Anthony DeBundo. I'm Sean Zarillo. We're going to have a rotating cast of characters throughout the season alongside Brendan, myself, Anthony, Charlie DiCerco, BJ Cunningham, potentially some of our other MLB contributors here at Action Network. But today, Anthony and I are going to take you through our favorite bets, our favorite underdogs, maybe some fade-the-public action for Thursday's 15-game slate. First time since 1997 that all 30 teams are scheduled to play on opening day. So that alone is exciting. This is a basically a national holiday for me. It's hard not to be romantic about baseball. And we're going to jump right into it with our best vets. We're both eyeing the same game, but different angles. It's going to be the nightcap, 10 p.m. Eastern, between the Guardians and the Mariners. I'm going to let Anthony go ahead and kick it off because he likes a side in this matchup, pitching matchup between Luis Castillo and Shane Bieber.
3: Yeah, so I'm going to take the Seattle Mariners money line and their team that has been uh, the team of the Action Network Baseball uh, Slack channel and our group for pretty much the last year and a half. And and I was a little bit of a skeptic, uh, but the addition of Luis Castillo is what really took them into that next tier for me last season. You're going to hear me reference Stuff Plus a lot this season. It's a it's a model uh, developed, you know, uh, that baseball teams are actively using to grade their own pitchers. Stuff Plus loves Luis Castillo. He's He's been a pitcher that has struggled a little bit early in seasons and taken some time to get going. Uh, so that is one potential red flag here. But I think he's a much better pitcher than Shane Bieber, who he is opposed by in this matchup. So I'm going to take the Mariners on the money line uh, up to minus 125. I think they're the better team. They're at home. Both of these bullpens are elite, as Sean's going to talk about. But when you look at Stuff Plus I and mean, you look at you know projected pitching ERA from those numbers – Castillo is a solidly better pitcher by two to three tenths of a run. And Bieber, his stuff, you know, we've talked about this. He's on my list of pitchers to fade again, which I wrote for the Action Network on Tuesday. I'm not quite sure how he's getting away with it. I know a lot of it is driven by the Guardians defense. But Bieber's strikeout rate has plummeted. I mean, he was up to, you know, 14, 12 per nine. 2020, 2021, he's, he's down near about a strikeout per nine almost now. So like, there are some real red flags uh, with Bieber. He got away with it last year, I think because of the dead ball and his home run per fly ball rate went through the floor. Uh, and that really helped him keep the run production down against him, but there are still some red flags and it hasn't been like things have really changed for him in, in spring training this year. His stuff plus sitting at 93, hundred is considered average. So I still have some question marks about Bieber and like I said, if he's not going to strike out more than one batter per not, uh, one batter per inning, like, he's just not the same guy anymore.
2: Yeah, so I bet against Shane Bieber a lot last season, especially early on throughout the season, though, as he progressed, he did bring his expected indicators down closer to where he was at his peak. His velocity has fallen off relative to his peak. The sticky stuff getting banned definitely hurt him at some point, and it's slowly come back into the game. So it's tough to make an idea of what Shane Bieber actually is. I think it all kind of depends on, as you mentioned, how dead the ball is and whether he's able to keep the ball in the yard, how good his defense is behind him, and also potentially how much sticky stuff he's allowed to get away with putting on the baseball. But in terms of my favorite bet for this game, my favorite bet for opening day, I do like the under six and a half, especially at plus money in this matchup. Key number of seven, a lot of games, and for three. But the under six and a half at plus money, I actually like it to minus 106. I projected this total... At 6.1, good park for pitchers. Talked about Castillo and Bieber. You said there's about two tenths of a run in terms of difference between them. That's roughly what I have them projected at. 3.3 for Castillo, 3.5 for Bieber. So not a huge difference there. Two pitchers with sub 3.5 expected indicators, though for me, two top five bullpens, two above average defensive teams, and the Guardians in particular are going to do really well this year, even without the shift. They did not rely on the shift for their defense last year, which was a top to defensive unit in baseball. So opening day under in Seattle, my favorite bet under six and a half to minus 106. Anthony likes the Mariners as his favorite bet in the same game at around minus 115. Do you have a price target that you bet that up to, Anthony? Yeah, minus 125. Fair enough. I actually would lean to the Guardians in that matchup, but I think the under is just a better way to go about playing it. And if there's some early scoring against Bieber, frankly, that total jumps up to seven and a half. I'm probably going to jump in on the under again as well. These bullpens are both absolutely stacked and getting them fresh on opening day. Bieber gets knocked out early. The Guardians are going to roll through their relievers and try to keep it close. So early runner two, happy to jump in again on an under seven
1: and a half. You know, you got your OBPS and all that and the VORPs and then interface those numbers with TWTW under that category. Yeah, what is that? That's the will to win. Those are the things that are not put in numbers in Moneyball.
2: Let's move to fade the public. Typically, we look at the team who is the most heavily bet on the day of the game. We're looking at these lines a day before these opening day matchups. so We don't have fully developed markets in terms of where the money is being allocated. But we're going to talk about a game where there is a substantial amount of money and bets on the New York Yankees over the San Francisco Giants. The Yankees at home for opening day in New York, which I feel like happens more often than it should, considering the weather that we have here at this time of year in early April, late March. But the Yankees coming in here as minus 180 favorites. And I would like them up to that number. I projected them at minus 192. You could bet them to minus 180 according to my projections. There's a massive difference here in terms of the defensive quality and the base running quality for both teams. The Yankees a top three base running and defensive club for me. The Giants a bottom five team in both areas. Yankees have the Spear bullpen too. More than a half run in my ERA projection there. Model-weighted ERA between Cole and Webb, about three-tenths of a run, 3.05 to 3.4. I do like Logan Webb a lot. I think I bet him to win NL Cy Young at long-shot odds. I do think he'll get victimized, though, by the Giants' inability to shift as much this year as they've been able to in previous seasons. So the Yankees for opening day at minus 180. My favorite overdog bet. Anthony, I'm not sure if you have any position on the game, but I'm riding with the public on the Yankees over the Giants.
3: Evan Abrams, our director of research at Action Network, had a great piece kind of looking through some trends uh, of what is and is not profitable. And fading the public early on is one of the things that uh, has done well for highly bet games early in the season. Underdogs and junior earlier who get a low bet percentage and see their line get smaller. uh, 45% win rate, but you'd be up over $13,000 in a over 2,000 game sample betting $100 a game. So I know neither of us are big trends people. Like it's not something we tend to look at, but uh, definitely an article you want to look at Uh, interesting stuff like getaway days. Uh, Wind is certainly something we'll reference with trends, especially at some ballparks. Something you have to watch early on in the season. As for this game, I don't have a ton. I'm wondering, you know, when you look at this Giants lineup, there's not a lot of uh, star power in it. And I do wonder when they go up against top, top pitching, will they get overwhelmed? Because I think that's a very real possibility. Uh, They have a lot of average to marginally above average guys but not a lot of star power and so that could hurt them when they face the aces of the aces which they're going to see with garrett cole uh in this game so i've got nothing on this matchup particularly but uh definitely will be interesting to see it's pretty rare and and one of the the cool things about this new uh scheduling setup is you're going to see a lot more of these kind of matchups with giants yankees i mean they don't really play very often Uh, and so you're going to see a lot more fun matchups and i'm very excited about that
2: yeah kind of a goofy opening day matchup but Giants do some history in New York, so at least we get that element there. Let's move to our favorite underdogs for Thursday's opening day. And we have an agreement here on our favorite underdog. I'm going to give out another bet, but I'm going to let you take away one of your favorite teams from a futures perspective and also one of your favorite bets from opening day, a team that I said we will probably end up betting a lot this season.
3: Yeah, and it's the Arizona Diamondbacks. I mean, this is simple, right? I have a win total over bet. On the Arizona Diamondbacks, I have a win total under bet uh, from pre-Gavin Lux injury against the Los Angeles Dodgers. Julio Arias has had some questionable numbers coming out of the WBC, where he got hit pretty hard in that in that uh, tournament, and his stuff plus was down a couple of ticks. Uh, so that is one area of potential concern. He's never really been an overpowering stuff guy to begin with. So you know, losing a little bit of stuff there could be a red flag for Urias and Zach Gallen is a pitcher that I've been long for you know two two plus years uh, and and somebody that I have loved to bet on as an underdog for years. It was the rest of this pitching staff was so bad and Gallen was the only guy you could really trust. Uh, that's less the case now uh, because you know Merrill Kelly has been has been solid, uh, but the projections love Gallen coming into this season and, and I agree with it. Uh, you know, three point three three projected ERA, very impressive stuff. So. Of course, the lineup is better for the Dodgers. They are the favorite, but, at, you know, plus 150 or better. I'm okay with the the Diamondbacks uh, g- grab some early plus 160, but but good down to plus 150 on on them uh, opening day underdog.
2: Yeah, I projected the D-backs at plus 138, so I like them down to about plus 150 as well. I project Gallon and Arias is basically similar pitchers, both around 3.3 in terms of my weighted ERA. Also don't love how Arias looked in WBC. His spring training numbers weren't great either. Six strikeouts in 12 innings. So definitely some signs of concern for Arias there. But regardless, you know, even assuming he's going to be at his typical effectiveness, I basically make him and Zach Allen equivalent pitchers. The Dodgers do have a better bullpen, better lineup. But I expect Arizona to improve their bullpen this season. They've clearly been hunting a lot of guys who rate very highly in terms of stuff. Plus, it's very obvious that they've been using more advanced pitching models in terms of what they're seeking for their relievers. And they're going to be one of the best defensive teams in baseball, too. In addition to their base running value, they have multiple guys who rank among the fastest players in baseball, but they also have great defenders all over the field, welcoming Nick Ahmed back to their middle infield, too. So the Diamondbacks defensively, I think, is going to be what drives a lot of their value this season. I think they're going to keep a lot of games close, low scoring with their pitching. Also have one of the best pitching coaches in the game, too, with Brent Strom. So. Like the Diamondbacks, going to be betting on them a lot on a game-to-game basis this season. Said, I do not have futures on them maybe for 2024. But Diamondbacks, check our bingo card on opening day. Anthony and I like them as our favorite underdog bet. That's what people want to
3: hear from you. Baseball talk.
2: My other favorite underdog, though, I'm going to give out the Pittsburgh Pirates at plus 120. Projected Pittsburgh at plus 112. I'm high on Hunter Green. I have strikeout leader Cy Young bets on green. But I'm also very high on Mitch Keller. Keller has a career five ERA over his final 22 starts last season, 3.22 ERA, 3.8 expected ERA. He's continually tried to alter his pitch mix, searching for the optimal selection this spring training, 15 innings, 20 strikeouts, one walk. We're going to talk about this game more in a minute. Don't love the bullpens. Project them as roughly the same relative to one another. There's a big edge for Pittsburgh here though, in terms of defense and base running. So, The Pittsburgh Pirates down to plus 120 for opening day against the Reds. One of my other favorite underdog selections. We're just going to go ahead and get to our best of the rest, our final bets section. And I want to keep talking about this game between the Pirates and the Reds because I am high on both of these starters for 2023. I think both are going to outpitch their projections. Both are going to outpitch their career averages. Projected the first five total between the Reds and the Pirates at 394 I would bet that to minus 127 on the under four and a half between the Pirates and Reds. Anthony, I believe you're on this bet as well.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a bet on two pitchers improving. Uh, you know, you talked about Mitch Keller, and it's funny, I wrote about this in my... So Tuesday, I wrote seven pitchers I'm looking to bet against this season coming in. Monday, I wrote 10 pitchers I'm looking to bet on. And Mitch Keller is somebody who absolutely made the list. The projections don't really love Keller that much. If you look at, like, the bat... Uh, and in the bad X projections, they're kind of modest on him. And I don't really blame them. Like you mentioned it. I mean, Keller was pretty terrible at at various points of last season. And then, you know, in his other full major league seasons, he's been quite poor, but the 3.9 finishing ERA in 2022 was encouraging. Last year, we said the same exact thing. I remember betting in multiple F5 unders on Mitch Keller early in the season And they all lost because he got destroyed over and over again. Couldn't find the strike zone, give up too many homers when nobody in baseball could hit. But the Stuff Plus is even higher now than it was then. And like you said, from June through the end of the regular season, 3.2 ERA, Stuff Plus is up to 113. He's one of the biggest gainers in that stat this season. He has the new sweeper slider that he's throwing. So there's a lot of reasons to buy him. And then the question is really going to be for Hunter Green is can he keep the ball in the yard? You know, We don't have a ton of park factor data yet on what the uh, wind will look like out of great American, but it doesn't look particularly friendly off the jump uh, for Thursday. Like it's going to be a significant wind edge uh, for the hitters. So that's really the biggest thing for green is can he limit that hard contact pirates, not a lineup that has a ton of slugging in there, even after adding G man, Choi Carlos Santana uh, and with the O'Neill Cruz developing. So I like the under first five as well in that matchup. And, you know, one of the pitchers I'm looking to bet against Is Manoa Alec Manoa of the I like over uh, in that game at seven and a half minus one ten to the over. Uh, Michaelis is a pitcher who had a bit of a breakout last year, uh, but he's a long-term journeyman who relies more on command than stuff. and And I'm going to bet against those guys repeating that if they prove me other prove me wrong early in the season. Maybe I'll reconsider. But Manoa had a significant velo dip, stuff dip. concerned about him coming into the season because he's never really been a metrics darling either. Um, I'm also looking to offload him in dynasty. Hopefully none of my opponents are listening to this, but uh, i like the over in blue Jays Cardinals over seven and a half. I like what the Cardinals lineup looks like this year, especially when you compare it to the end of last season, Newt bar could be a potential breakout. Jordan Walker has more pop than anybody. They were playing in the corner outfit. O'Neill is healthy. Like this is a lineup uh, that I think is much deeper than than it was last season.
2: So we're in agreement in terms of the angle here fading Manoa. I'm also down on Miles Mikolas, who is another fade candidate at 3-3 ERA last year. Four were his indicators, ERA indicators close to four, and his projections for 2023. Some of them are as low as 4.2 on Mikolas. In terms of Alec Manoa, you mentioned it, not a metric startling, 224 ERA last year. Expected ERA been at 3.3 in each of his major league seasons. I don't think he is in that Sandy Alcantara, Justin Verlander, Max Scherzer territory, those sub three projections, which is where a lot of people put him based on his fastball, how cool he is, how big he is. But he's really more projection-wise number two type starter in a rotation in your Joe Musgrove, Luis Castillo range than in terms of being a high-level ace. That said... Both of these lineups extremely deep. My biggest concern is defense. Toronto probably has the best defensive outfield in baseball. The Cardinals probably have the best defensive infield in baseball. Both project as extremely good defensive teams, but also both have very deep lineups. I don't really trust the bullpens for either team. That said, the total for the first five innings at three and a half, less than 55% of that seven and a half, which is usually where you see that first five number compared to the full game total. So, Taking the first five over three and a half, minus 115, like that up to minus 125. Not a big bet for me. Projected this line at 3.9, though. So certainly need to take a stance against two pitchers I think are fake candidates this season.
1: Baseball betting season is here, so get in on the action with the king of sportsbooks. Sign up with BetMGM using bonus code ACTION and get up to $1,000 paid back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Michigan, Mississippi, Nevada, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Puerto Rico, Tennessee, Virginia, Washington, D.C., West Virginia, Wyoming, or Ontario only. Only. Must be 21 or older to wager, 19 or older in Ontario. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from ensuance. Excludes Michigan. Disassociated persons, please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, D.C., Kansas, Louisiana, Nevada, Wyoming, or Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in Indiana, Maryland, New Jersey, or West Virginia. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York. Call or text Tennessee red line at 800-889-9789 or call 1-888-777-9696 in Mississippi. In Ontario, if you have questions or concerns about your gambling or someone close to you, please contact Connects Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, and Utah, and other states where prohibited. Promotional offers not available in Nevada and New York.
2: Let's move on to another game we both have at least some amount of opinion on. The Texas Rangers on opening day, Anthony, against your Phillies. Tell me why you would bet against your Phillies coming off of their World Series run.
3: If you follow me in the award-winning Action Network app, uh, I grabbed Texas early, minus 115, minus 120. That line has steamed up pretty high now. And I'm also not sure how much we're going to see of Jacob deGrom in this game. It doesn't look like he was fully stretched out quite yet. So he may be on a bit of a cap in terms of how much he is going to uh, be a part of this. But how much better is the Philadelphia lineup without Reese Hoskins and Bryce Harper and potentially no Derek Hall as well? I'm not sure that he's going to make the opening day start. How much better is that lineup than Texas is? Because otherwise Texas is at home. They have the better starting pitcher. You won't find a bigger Aaron Nola fan in the world than me. Uh, and so betting against him is almost sacrilegious for me, but he's not on Jacob deGrom's level. I mean, Jacob deGrom is on his own level when he's healthy and, and has looked as good as ever in the limited time we've seen him this spring. So where's the, how is this a, you know, close to a pickem? Uh And so that was, a, I thought a bad opener, uh, I would lay the first five up to minus 140 as well. I know you said the same. Uh, the bullpen advantage is probably where Philly is better. They have a deeper bullpen this year than they've ever had in the last, basically since I've been alive. But uh, either way, the first five advantages, given that their their lineup is healthy in Texas, Philadelphia's is not. Uh, I think that's a, and, and they have the slightly better starter as well.
0: When you're in Texas, look behind you. Where the Rangers gonna be.
2: Texas is also a much better defensive team, more speed. They're going to wreak havoc on people on the base pass in certain games. When GT. they get guys on, they double steal. JT is a good catcher. It's maybe not the best matchup in terms of. Although,
3: Noel is not great at holding runners. Uh, mm-hmm. So that could, be,
2: that could be an advantage for Texas in this game. We're both extremely high on Aaron Noel. I believe we both have Cy Young bets on him. We talked about other pitchers on this podcast who I said are in that 3.3 projected ERA range. Arias, Castillo, Manoa. I have Noah at 2.85. I have Jacob deGrom at 2.16. Nobody else is in deGrom's stratosphere in terms of an ERA projection. Relievers, Pete Fairbanks, other top relievers, they're there. DeGrom can just do that for six innings in terms of the quality that he can provide. You know, stuff stuff model, which you've mentioned, he has DeGrom's context neutral expected ERA at 1.78. So DeGrom is utterly ridiculous in terms of how he projects out the level that he got his stuff to in recent years. It's why he keeps getting hurt probably, though, is because his arm is literally falling off of his shoulder. He's throwing so hard. But I projected Texas at minus 165 here for the first five innings. I would bet them up to minus 155. It's difficult to say how deep DeGrom is going to go into the start, but I would project him for at least three or four innings. And I would assume Texas is going to piggyback somebody behind him who may have some sort of an effect, maybe a lefty or some sort of varied look that they can get to work off of DeGrom. But Texas, first five up to minus 155. That is an opening day bet for me. Anthony, any other bets on your card? Any other thoughts? Otherwise, I'll wrap it up with a few more of mine.
3: I think we have to talk about uh, the Mets versus Sandy. Uh, I think that's going to be a highly anticipated matchup. I don't have any bets on it. I think the line's about right. I wrote that I'm a little bit skeptical of Alcantara coming into the season, but I'm also lower than the market on the Mets uh, and lower probably than, than the market on Scherzer as well. So, uh, not sure what to expect in that matchup. Total sitting at six and a half in Miami. Uh, curious if you have thoughts. I know you're, you know, your beloved Mets fan and you also love Sandy. So, where do you come down on? On that matchup, uh, that's my biggest question. I don't have any other bets as far as um, the first game of the season goes, first day of the season, uh, but I'm very excited for the Diamondbacks to blow a lead after they were one of the best first five teams in the whole league last year uh, and continually continually blew leads
2: for me. If the Marlins get up to plus 111, I'll probably bet them that's just a lean for now. Scherzer was really good in spring training. It seems like he keeps wearing down at the end of these seasons after a lot of innings, the middle of the end of the season. But he was dominant in spring training. I think he's ready to go right now. I would probably put him around the peak of his powers. Sandy struggled in that start in the WBC. He kind of struggled down the end of the stretch last year. He's also going to be victimized by his defense a lot this year too because they won't be able to shift. So I am a little bit lower on Sandy than I was headed into last year. I'm higher, I guess, on Scherzer than I was at the end of last year. It's probably a pass for me, but if the Marlins get the plus 111, I think I would bet them. That said, the Mets, you have to remember, are the greatest opening day team in the history of sports. I believe they have what? Like a 70%, 75% win rate on opening day. So always tough to fade my Mets. We always get off to the hot start and then disappoint everybody later couple more bets I have on my card, and then we're going to wrap things up. The Chicago White Sox first five plus 130. I've talked about the White Sox extensively being a win total underbet for me this season, but they do mash left-handed pitching and their lineup, their current players that they have on their roster. They own an OPS of nearly 800 against Romber Valdez in 105 plate appearances. They've been a top five team against lefties for each of the past three seasons. Now, Jose Abreu certainly was a big part of that. He is certainly down in Houston now and facing them in this game. So not going to benefit them here, but they still project very well as a team offensively against left-handed pitching. Dylan Cease is the better pitcher in my projections. Again, I'm just going to reference it because we've thrown around the ERA numbers a lot in this podcast. 3.1 is where I have Cease. 3.4 is where I have Framber Valdez. And the Astros are also a better team hitting lefties than they are righties like the White Sox are. So the White Sox actually getting the better of the splits both in terms of their pitcher and the opponent's pitcher here. First five White Sox down to plus 120. The bullpen should eventually tighten the game and get the Astros closer to being the favorite where they are. And then finally, the Braves team total over over two and a half plus money. Currently, I like that at any plus money price, over two and a half plus 100. Projected this total at 2.7. We faded Patrick Corbin a lot last season. He actually rounded into form down the stretch, and then he sat out when he had a chance to lose his 20th game of the year. Coming back for this season, I think Corbin is still one of the least impressive starters in baseball, one of the least effective starters in baseball. Very high in this Braves offense. Not a huge projection edge here, not gonna lie, but there actually is an edge. It's not something I'm just betting blindly, betting for fun because I don't like. Corbin did project the Braves' first five total at around 2.7, so down to even money at that over two and a half there is an edge for me and that'll do it for me and Anthony for the first edition of payoff pitch for the 2023 MLB season it's presented by Ben MGM we'll be back here on Friday with another edition of payoff pitch and every Monday Tuesday and Friday throughout the 2023 MLB season best luck on your bets on opening day
0: look at this crowd on its feet what a tribute no one wants to leave